Jim Irwin, uh, nicknamed the Kraken. That's oh, wait, not yet, not yet. Probably second there on that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so me, I'm a, a veteran. Not, 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 not yet, not <laughs> <laughs> well, that took all the five seconds. <laughs> okay, I appreciate the call, and I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> oh, jeez. You can find me underwater in mythical stories. And- <laughs> Oh, that that uh, is that is funny. Sorry, I, I just need to do a quick little intro thing, real quick, and then we'll roll into that and introduce everyone. <laughs> uh, so you must have to explain that to me then. What intro do you want, or do you have some like music that you play? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll add that in post. I'm just gonna <laughs> and say, hey, everyone, welcome <laughs> to the podcast, and all that. All right, welcome everyone to the Guns Gear and Beer podcast. I'm your host Derek Campbell. Tonight, I'm joined by Adam Peeney from Knights Armament. Schultz, Nathan Schultz from Schultz Photography, Robo Murray from WGT Consulting, and longtime friend and very cool guy, Jim Irwin. Thank you guys for jumping on tonight. What's up? What's up? Hello. What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jim, if, uh, as we mentioned before, if you wouldn't mind telling our audience a little bit about your uh, career that you've had over the years um, and was this amazing that i made it or just like amazing i'd actually go well, well, both. A little still bit here so that's amazing uh, yeah exactly still got all my fingers and toes uh so i'm jim Irwin, uh aka the kraken and i'm a former or a veteran of army special operations with time served in the, the ranger regiment as well as uh the cag or combat applications group and or delta uh, there's a it, it changes i think here and there so since i've been out for like 20 plus years i guess that's not a big secret um <laughs> and then uh finished up my career with the long range surveillance unit there in bragg doing uh, free fall operations long range reconnaissance uh had a great time with it uh spent many years uh just over 11 years in in the armed forces i said doing that kind of stuff as a sniper in the in the ranger battalion and uh door kicker assaulter whatever you would like to call it i guess the big buzzword lately is operator uh, but um yeah, that was a good time. One of the few people <laughs> can actually, unironically, call themselves an operator. Yeah, I guess uh, if you if you boil it down, yes, uh, I did actually go through <laughs> operators training course. I uh, I have over a thousand hours of phones answered, and I can actually transfer calls. <laughs> <laughs> Different operator. Uh, so yeah, and then I, I got out and got into high threat protection, did about eight years overseas in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Bosnia, Israel, places like that, protecting uh, US, U.S. American assets over there, and then uh, came back after about eight years of doing that, pretty pretty burned out. You may want to you fight your best friend after that long, mess around over there, and got into tactical gear and uh, sales, and really enjoyed that, helping our military and law enforcement guys get gear that help them be better prepared on the battlefield and or in uh, life-threatening situations uh, on, on our home front and kind of spawned into getting to go out and hang out with these guys and learn, learn about the gear, learn about the people that are still serving and protecting. And then uh, instead provide them with what I believe to be 
a gear that I would wear. So I had like a, 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 a basically a slogan that if I wouldn't wear it in, in combat or put it on people I love in, in harm's way, then I wouldn't put my name behind it. And I've continued to do that with uh, building my brand, you know, the Kraken brand and getting sponsored. So I've gone from all that. Now I do, uh, I'm a brand ambassador for several companies in the hunting and shooting industry and uh, promote them and then still do some protection work here and there. And, uh, that's about it, man. Do some firearms training, teach quite a bit. I've been doing some uh, concealed carry classes in Nevada as well as teaching uh, what I call everyday ready uh, pistol craft. I uh, figure you know, everybody likes to get out there and, and strap on the AR and some body armor, but in reality, what are you going to have on you on a day-to-day basis? It's going to be your pistol, and how can you be mentally, physically, and fundamentally prepared to deal with a situation that gets thrown at you? So I do that uh, through cracking Ultimus firearms training, and uh, still do some protection work, like I said, and here I am, 47 years, still got all my fingers and toes. That is awesome. <laughs> Only partial of my brain, but you know, I lost part of my mind. So. <laughs> i think we all have it so yeah point. we have to right yeah you leave part of that behind just so you forget a lot of shit so yeah that's who i am man and uh happy to be on board here known derek now for uh several years through through these uh these channels the the gear and the tactics and providing cool kit with the patches and shirts and all that all that fun stuff actually know uh old nathan schultz there too because he's him and i've done a little bit of photography together here and there Yep, yep. In the modeling days when I was more svelte. He was so, yeah, he was so <laughs> scrappy. He was so great. <laughs> Go, going back going back to that stuff that we, when we were hanging out, Jim, I just got to ask, uh, do you still have the polka dotted cup that you stole from the bar in New Hampshire? I probably do. <laughs> Looking storage. So to go along with this, we were at a bar in New Hampshire for one of the big shoots that we do, the uh, Live for Your Die shoot out there, and Jim comes out. He's actually there, uh, part of the three gun uh, little competition that we had going on. And I noticed that Jim is drinking beer out of a polka dotted glass. And all I can see is his ginormous cracking hand and then his delta ring. So I had to take pictures of him drinking this beer out of a polka dotted glass with the ring. And then I found out the next day that Jim actually left the bar with the polka dotted glass, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. Yeah, those are still sealed and classified till 2040, right? Those yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we, we we all we also invented pool curling that night too. Remember, we had the video of that. Actually, I do remember that now that you mentioned. It. <laughs> there was a lot of shenanigans going on. A lot. Of, yeah, that that weekend was crazy. Yeah, but we had a lot of fun with that one because we had to again we got to get out there and um, go out there and support guys coming out and share some of my background and things that I've learned with the, in the shooting industry with uh, some of these people, not only to you know, demonstrate speed, skill, technique, and, and luck, but, uh, you know, it helped them along and, you know, mentally game out the stage and how to run it and shoot it better and faster. So it was a lot of fun. And we got to do it that with, let them run on their own. And then we give them some help on it and see how they did with it. And that was a, a pretty cool setup they had out there. I think it was pretty cool that we, we added a, uh, a demon bell that people actually had to pick up that they would basically do rifle or shotgun pistol, uh, they would shoot the shotgun, put it down, transition to pistol, put that down, and then have to run. What was it, maybe like fifteen yards, twenty yards? We had like or something like that, or was it a little bit yeah, longer? Yeah. And they had to pick up a demon bell and then run with it to the rifle, drop the demon bell, pick up a rifle, and take out uh, five targets at distance. Jim would do the uh, the run through to show everybody what it was. He grabbed that demon bell, no problem. And then the first person, normal person, would go and grab that demon bell, and you watch them stop in their tracks. 
Yeah, kind of pulled them off their feet. It was actually pretty funny. How, how heavier it was. It was like a 50-plus pound kettlebell. You know, yeah. And you, demon head. But uh, I just kind of <laughs> got a little girth, I guess. I came through there and just kind of snatched that sucker up. The next person that tried that thing just, like, got launched. <laughs> like, oh, it stopped right there. It was pretty funny. <laughs> well, there was that. one person that just stopped dead their tracks when they grabbed it. Then there was a person that actually lost their footing and, like, went out from underneath of them because it was just so heavy for them. It was pretty funny. Well, like they say, you know, in a big boy, like with big boy, you know, what what uh, uh, goes in motion stays in motion. You know, it's <laughs> the unstoppable force. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. I don't know. I think Derek might have hung up. I'm not sure. Nope, nope. I'm here. I'm here. Some nice, nice, probably like, <laughs> screw this cat. You wasn't Navy Steel. He wasn't shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of love for those guys. I'm Boom. Kidding. Title of the episode. Done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what about Delta Force uh, selection are you able to talk about us and how different was it from selection for the Ranger Regiment? So the Ranger Regiment thing, basically, I shouldn't say basically. So when I signed up, you know, a few decades ago, they uh, it was called RIP, Ranger Indoctrination Program. So I signed up to go unassigned Ranger. I, I knew when I was in high school, you know, junior high, I wanted to be in the military and become a Ranger. And, uh, you know, I read all the Carlos Hathcock books. And so I was going to be like a devastating force, right. And be this like <laughs> guy in the woods, like all by myself, maybe one of the guy with ninja smoke, uh, you know, and then just hold it down. Uh, so, you know, I was like, all right, I'm pretty determined guy. So I'll try out. So it's a volunteer thing. You got to make it through basic airborne, uh, you know, all that fun stuff, the, the, the easy stuff. And then there was ranger indoctrination program. That was three weeks of basically, uh, ranger history and getting your ass smoked every day. That was the extent of it. Uh, we didn't shoot pistols and all that. You know, that was this has evolved so far now. It's it's amazing to go back and see some of these things when I do rendezvous and see the level of training they're getting. It's 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 phenomenal. So I made it through my three weeks of uh, getting my, getting myself smoked and learning the Ranger Creed and uh, while running, and then went to battalion, spent a year there, go through Ranger school, you know, for your leadership stuff, and then uh, become a leader at like twenty, like. I look back now, I was pretty freaking young to be in charge of stuff. <laughs> wow. He just wanted to do crazy stuff, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I had an opportunity. I spent four years there and then uh, actually went to Alaska. wanted to check out Alaska and uh, end up as a, a scout sniper up there. Realized that the, no disrespect, I met a lot of good people and the guys that I, I actually got in with the scout platoon were actually good dudes. But the rest of that place, man, just I felt was kind of lacking. It was not a volunteer uh, unit. So, you know, kids are coming up there and just worried that if they got in trouble, that their their old ladies would kick their ass, you know? So it was hard to get the motivation out of them. Delta Force recruiter came through and I'm like, hell yeah, dude, right here. Uh, I wanted to try that. And I'd known a little bit about it from when I was in the Ranger Battalion. You know, we do these airfield seizures back in the day. I'd jump in, find my motorcycle. Hopefully some Air Force guy didn't kick over and then uh, <laughs> go, you know, do the screening missions and stuff. And, uh, you know, Later on in the evening or early morning, you see these cats come blazing in on cool ass vehicles and ride into the aircraft and load up and take off. And I'm like, who the, what, who the hell was that? <laughs> so that's the D boys, you know, long haired mustache. And I'm like, ah, okay, pretty cool. You know, but I was hard in the Ranger stuff. And, uh, I'll try to give the Reader's Digest version here. So I went up there. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really dig it. The, the country was, the side was beautiful and the hunting was great. But uh, the, uh, I was looking for more and the recruiter came through and I got fortunate enough to pass all my little pre-tests and went to selection you know, over on the East coast. And, uh, out of a hundred people, uh, 
I think 12 of us got selected, if I recall. 12, or, no, 12 actually made it to the last part of that, and actually six of us were selected out of almost 100 to go wow. to Raiders training course. And of that, I think five of us actually uh, made it across. So I was one of five to actually make it through my selection. Uh, lucky. Maybe I told enough jokes, not enough jokes. I don't know, something. So I made it. Uh, spent a couple of years out there. And then uh, I made a decision my team sergeant didn't agree with. And so I had to leave. And uh, I didn't, like, do anything stupid. Like, you know, didn't have an AD or shoot a hostage or anything like that. It was... Uh, <laughs> personal decision and just killed off they didn't agree yeah let me so i didn't leave because i did some like, stupid operational shit I, uh, it was a personal thing that uh they didn't agree with so i had to leave for a year and then when i went to go back my team started saying yeah i don't think he'll benefit the unit so i just had to get out man uh, i spent my year uh, two last two years there in uh, the 18th airborne corps lurch running their free fall program with some really good dudes Come to find out, most of them were people that kicked out of Ranger Battalion, SF, the unit. <laughs> so we were just like this group of hooligans that actually got shit done. It was great. Uh, uh, so that was that, man. Uh, so yeah, the selection process from learn the Ranger Creed and you know get smoked for three weeks to uh, the unit selection was actually night and day. So you hear the the old moniker "Big Boy Rules," right? So when you get to selection back then, again, this was twenty plus years ago. That I went through the, um, you know, you start out the first couple of days, you know, everybody's in formation, you get all this military talk that everybody's used to, and then it just starts to dissipate into this very civilian esque and hey, big boy rules, right? Time and place, time, okay, don't be light, don't be late, or out of uniform. And uh, it was all basically in land navigation, man, running through the mountains, and you never knew kind of what your timelines were or anything like that. You just went and Sometimes you got on the bus early. Sometimes you got on late. Uh, and then you get a, there was a, uh, a board at the end of that, the selection board that I thought went like 45 minutes. And that was like two hours. <laughs> it's like just nonstop. You're getting hammered. I felt like the biggest piece of shit in the military when I left that thing. Uh, and then you go back in and like, so how much time do you need to get over to support back? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm not a douche. <laughs> so you're actually going to let me try this? <laughs> okay. Uh, and then once, so that's a one phase of it. And then you got to actually go to OTC. Uh, one of those other things I didn't look a whole lot into before doing it. So I kind of showed up, you know, after driving from Alaska to, to North Carolina, you know, not in the best shape. And it was just game on, you know, insert fire hose for months and months and months of learning how to, to be an operator, you know, an assaulter. And uh, it was a, a pretty phenomenal experience. You know, you learned a lot. And a lot quickly, and, and, and grew very quickly uh, in in those tactics. So, yeah, completely different ball game. Uh, from what I understand now, though, like the the Ranger indoctr- indoctrination program has turned into RAS, which is Ranger Assessment Selection Program, and it's actually a couple months, which I think is phenomenal. Because I got to the unit, I didn't know what the business end of a pistol was. I, mean, I was like, what was this for? <laughs> I was a long gunner, man. I, was, I use sniper rifles, dog. I'm I'm deadly. Well, shit, you get even more deadly when you start working you know, close quarters and carbine pistol. And I also have that background with the long range and get you from about any distance. If I, if I get the opportunity, you know, hypothetically speaking, not me as a in singular person, but with the skill sets, you know, so anyway, <laughs> enough about me. I think, I think that would be Adam. Adam that is Adam. the most yeah. guns in here. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I guess probably not, but maybe. I've got oh, like that is, that nine. is awesome. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I had a good time and I enjoyed my time and I enjoy uh, sharing what I've learned with, uh, with others in, in a, you know, a different, uh, demographic i guess and you know, i'm working with you know, women and, and young guys that looking to go in the military old timers just want to carry a piece and do it legally and better their uh their skill sets and i guess i got kind of a knack for doing it that's awesome are the classes keeping you busy uh they're starting to i was very gun shy to, to be brutally honest i was very hesitant gun shy to actually start teaching uh because i you know i ran with the guys that taught me you know in the uh my area you know, it was kyle lamb larry vickers you know McNamara dudes like that and I'm like I hold these you know Pinnell and I hold these guys in high regard and like these are dudes that taught me like I have no business competing with them in that field but at the end of the day I, I you know you boil it down it's fundamentals man it's a funnel fundamentals based thing I'm creating nothing new I'm just sharing what I've been taught so I feel like I can start doing people a disservice in 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 a manner of speaking to not share that you know I'm not those guys and I'm not teaching in you know door kicking tactics I'm teaching you know fundamental fundamentals based uh thinking and and shooting and the mental side of carrying every day and being prepared for to, the shit breaks off man <laughs> not hey, strap on fucking body armor we're gonna get six 30 round mags and then shoot somebody in the face you know <laughs> and that's great that's fun training but it, realistically if i'm not going to the trunk of my car to put on my body armor and grab an ar and start blazing you know it's just if you're not it's unrealistic no you're probably gonna get shot dude by the police <laughs> I, I tried to really like take a step back. Like, hey, you want to do it? Great. I'll teach pistol and carving. Um, but let's like understand on a day-to-day basis, what are you gonna do? Like, what do you have on you and what do you and what are your assets? And probably gonna be a pistol. The fight will be over before I can run to my trunk and get my AR. Not to say it's not uh, great training and something to have in your back pocket, but I uh, I try to approach it a little bit differently as a as an everyday type ready situation. And then, you know, put in the the intro long range and the you know, the intro, uh, long range shooting, you know, as it applies to hunting. Uh, and then the carving stuff's kind of the last thing I do, but I still have a great time with it. I'm actually doing a two day pistol carving class in Timber, Oregon next weekend with a buddy of mine, Bob Keller from Gamut Resolutions, uh, former unit bro of mine as well, and a phenomenal, phenomenal instructor. He's got over 300 gunfights under his belt. You're going to learn some carving action and pistol stuff that <laughs> I don't know if anybody's got that kind people. of action under their belt. Yeah, <laughs> so that's guys with gifts. We're gonna co uh, collaborate on the class next weekend, and I'll be doing as much learning as teaching in that class. So, um, a lot of respect for that guy. You know, as a brother, and uh, you know, as a warfighter and an instructor. Awesome. Any big hunting trips coming up? Uh, yeah. So my wife, and myself, uh, our our videographer, and one of our closest friends are heading to South Africa the uh, first of June to hunt a bunch of animals over there, and we're gonna film the whole thing and make a video out of it when we get back to for our sponsorships and uh then go over there and just have a great time for a week and see what we can get a couple warlords maybe a kudu no wait i don't think we can do warlords on this trip uh, (laughs) (laughs) that that sounds like a safari (laughs) Ben's buck warthogs you know Uh, he's actually going over for a contract and it's just a cover for it no (laughs) that'd be pretty slick like, where's my spritzers? Got it's hot out here. <laughs> <laughs> Send more ice, damn it. Bring yeah, more ice. Yeah. <laughs> where's that? That would be Dude, awesome. This kid found Have me in the, ever, uh... in the middle of the woods. <laughs> you can find me here. <laughs> you brought a pound of rice and a flat of sodas. Why can't yeah. you bring ice? Yeah, dude. No joke. Man, I actually went to the Philippines to teach the, the SF guys. There's some sniper tactics. Uh, I don't remember what the year was, but uh, 
they would be out in the middle of nowhere, and this kid pop out of the bushes with like a bucket of Coke. Hey, Joe, Coca Cola. I was like, Where'd this kid come from? Like, Are we just not that sneaky, or this kid's that good? <laughs> Give this man a rifle. Yeah. One trade from AMREs, man. It's hilarious. Anyway, that's very cool. Have you ever gone to uh, Africa before? No, this actually will be uh, my first trip uh, contractually and or otherwise. Um, I've actually not been to to Africa yet. So I'm, ex- I'm definitely excited about that. So we're heading into South Africa and then uh, up into two, uh, the Limpopo uh, re- Reserve area. So I'm pretty excited about it. That's very cool. Just make sure you don't accidentally uh, shoot any lions that the entire world apparently loves. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen that thing before, but the, God damn it, they love it now. Uh, no, we're doing all planes animals. Uh, we're not doing any uh, dangerous game or anything like that. I, I, that shit scares me, dog. I can't be doing that. You know, I might die. So I might die. <laughs> I don't want to do something like get killed. Get out on the line. Yeah, but did you die? <laughs> did you die? <laughs> so other than that, um, yeah, just uh, trying to fill my my year with uh, you know teaching, and I'm uh, I'm actually going to do some more protection. I do some uh, some band security here and there. Oh, so, yeah, you do some very cool band security here. Yeah, so I'm heading out on tour with one this year. I can't actually mention the name of the band, but I'm sure after a while it'll be easy to figure out. Uh, <laughs> Look for the that. big, bald, bearded dude in the wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not white. <laughs> I just will say it's not Bieber, okay? <laughs> <laughs> some things you just got to say no to. Although, <laughs> you just got to say, nope, not enough money. Nope. No. <laughs> as you can tell i like to take everything pretty you know i've done a lot of cool and serious shit in my life i mean i like to i like to crack jokes and, and have a good time with it you know in a in a serious business it, i found that the learning curve goes ways up way up if you can get people start laughing and relaxing a bit yeah, i just laugh that's why just, we love you just laugh every time i when talk about doing security about how we when we first met in 2014 when somebody decided to break an ankle at a basketball and you, that's oh, how you ended it. up at shot show that's right so yeah, that's actually, I forgot about that. So I was out with Lincoln Park, and uh, we're in Illinois, like at the Pacers uh, basketball facility, and we're going to do a show in that area or in that arena or whatever, and freaking Chester goes for a layup, steps on a water bottle, breaks his ankle, like right there. Does the show that night, and I'm not in this little scooter thing, knee scooter thing, and then we fly <laughs> to New York the next day to see, see a doc, and show's canceled at like, the rest of the tours canceled like five in the afternoon. I'm on a plane with my guy at like six at night. He's headed back home and I'm headed to Vegas for shot show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when you showed up, when we all met at the uh, Vertex booth and you're just all like all pumped up, like ready to go. And you're like pulling stuff out of your bag. Like, like this is awesome. I'm actually going to make it. And yep. <laughs> Cause we were all bummed that you weren't going to come. And then also you're like, you, I remember like Robin got the call like that. The day before in the afternoon, you're like, I'm on the way. Yeah, all th- all three of you guys were so excited I made it. All three of my fans. So <laughs> all three of my fans. <laughs> That's what, what it was, man. Just oh, been going shit. up from there. I'm up to like 12 now. I mean, uh, baller status is not far from like I'm just around the corner. I'm thinking 2030. That's my year. So. Nice. <laughs> uh, the thing you gotta do that everyone else is doing is you just gotta <laughs> buy some some followers. Like 20 right. bucks, Instagram followers, boom. No kidding. Is that how you doing it, Derek? I, I was 
Nah, yeah. man. Derek's it's doing it by showing that skin, man. Doing yeah. them booty claps yeah. in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Mo Gun, that Mo Guns thong with the patches on the back. It's yeah. Velcro. The whole thong is Velcro. He's got himself a couple <laughs> supplement sponsors and stuff. Oh, yes. Hook side Velcro. That one was uncomfortable. So we had another one that was the loop side. Watch yeah, me take this good. pre-workout while I squeeze my boobies together. <laughs> yeah. All you can read is the end, <laughs> No, it's nitric oxide, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no. But if I bend over, you can read the whole thing. Oops, I dropped yeah. my magazine. Yes. <laughs> Watch me clean my guns while I sit in the ground and put big carbon on my face. Ooh, I spilled lubricant all over me. <laughs> That's it. I'm actually, I'm actually going to. I, actually, Derek, I got an idea, and it's on a shirt that I need you to do. Uh, so. I'm, I'm scared, considering <laughs> we were just talking. About I just want to get of, of our group here, and I, so I don't take over this whole daggum thing, but I'll, and I'll leave it at this. So <laughs> I'd like to do a T-shirt, and a would you wear it, called Moose Knuckle Butter Dirty Gun Lube. Man, how do you get your guns to run so smooth? That moose knuckle butter, dog. (laughs) (laughs) I for sure will sell. That sounds amazing. It could just be some Crisco or something in there. I don't care. But I think it'd be a great (laughs) t-shirt. That is awesome. (laughs) Does anyone in the chat have any questions for Jim? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, probably. When is he going to stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. I, I, I have the mute button here, so I can just uh, I can mute you, and you wouldn't even know it. We keep right. on going. That, that's actually a skill set right there. Good idea. That's a good point. Like I think we lost him about minute four. <laughs> Must have. He lives in the backwoods. The backwoods. Yeah. You got some big property where you're at now. You got a lot of land out there. Yeah, I don't own it. I just live on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm low, I'm low rent, low budget. Gotcha. But it's actually a pretty, pretty, pretty cool spot we have here, just outside Lake Tahoe. We live on the uh, back of a big horse ranch with about 50 horses, and uh, pretty cool spot with my wife being a vet tech and everything. We got our horses here and have our animals, and nobody fucks with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, there's enough property that they'll never find the body. Yeah, and I, I've got it paced out to with the rangefinder uh, lazed out excuse me not paced out to, to the front gate so i can hit it from distance and then wait for them to get closer for the fun stuff you know, so. <laughs> just do it at night and do a hand to hand yeah <laughs> we go straight we go stop yeah i'll just go straight ninja <laughs> i'm a little straight old though so as long as i don't got to kneel down ninja. too long my knees start aching if i got squat too long so. Well, that's the joy of long ranges. You don't have to walk all the way up to them. You just kill them from a different zip code. That's right. Do you always see that, like that little ninja do squatting in the corner? You know, like I can't do that. I'd be like standing in the corner, like behind the curtain. <laughs> Are those shoes under there? Yeah, your your big freaking clod hopper feet just sticking out. Okay. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. See me. Since we don't have any, I, I got to know this one because how would you get the nickname? The Kraken. That's a big one that a lot of people have asked me before. So actually, I got it. Um, I was in a the motorcycle organization, uh, Rolling Thunder, you know, with the POWMIA stuff. And I was one of the youngest guys in the group for, uh, up there in New Hampshire. <laughs> and probably one of the biggest dudes up there. So by default, I was kind of like the honor. I was still traveling a lot, so I didn't get to hit all the 
all the meetings and all, you know, whatever. And a really good group of dudes, but, uh, yeah, pretty big age difference. So we're doing, getting ready to do a big ride and they're like giving all the rules and regulations to the ride and the vice president's like, so if we catch you, you know, drinking or whatever this, and then he looks over at me and he goes, we'll release the Kraken. And then there was like, Oh, and oh. he said like two or three more times and it's stuck. And, uh, so I'm going to come up with a better story. I'm going to have to Google some shit and <laughs> see if I can. Someone with a knife or something like that. Yeah. Well, I figured other than that, you know, the Kraken, you know, being this mythological creature, like I don't even really like the water. That's why I joined the <laughs> army. <Yeah. laughs> so how the hell I get the sea creature? Eh, cool. Okay. You know, basically, so I'm trying to break it down. Is it because like if I get a hold of you, like that's the end game? Or is it because I like I hug a little too long? I'm like a little like gropey or like, I don't know. <laughs> Just a little bit slimy. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's all dudes. I just hug the dudes. It's It's weird. Jim, <laughs> let go, man. What? What, dog? I haven't seen you in like two, three days. Just let, just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Uh, David in the chat has a question for Jim. Uh, what is the farthest target you've hit, and what was your setup? Farthest target I've actually hit was the two thousand yard shot, and that was with a Shytac three seventy five running. Mm. Yeah, I did that two years ago, three years ago, three years ago with a buddy of mine. He, uh, I actually, uh, you know, showed my ass a little bit. I hit one of four shots and my buddy hit two of four, uh, but he was using a 408 pushing a little heavier bullet. No excuse. I mean, I was still getting my dad on that and I was running a Leupold Mark eight, uh, 25 power on, on that, on that setup. Now I've been running a couple different guns and using anywhere thousand yards isn't too difficult up to 1500 yards but the guns i'm running the rocky mount precision rifles uh with the 338 lapua and 1500 yard shots with that are pretty pretty easy the guy basically sent me my shot group at a thousand yards he's like yeah i got your gun pretty much tested out i think i got your load work up here's your shot group at a grand it was two inches so i was just like oh snap <laughs> that's nice. like a moa dude <laughs> <laughs> So, and then uh, we got a couple proof research rifles, a 6.5 Creedmoor and a 300 Norma that do pretty freaking pretty short work of the grand, no problem. I had my wife shooting um, thousand yard headshots with an RMP, a Rocky Mount Precision. Uh, she was doing thousand yard headshots five in a row on a deer target and then hit a 1,230 yard target with it without even coming off glass. So, uh, we run the proof research stuff and Rocky Mount Precision uh, for our long range hunting and overall just freaking awesome guns, man. Uh, pretty much switched all my, even if I don't have a proof research rifle, I've got barrels on all, all my stuff. Their barrels are great. I've had nothing but great luck with them and, uh, high performance, uh, for the money. Like, you, you know, the buy once, cry once type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Were they, were they the first to do the carbon wrap on barrels? I don't think they were. I think Christensen was, but I, I'm not a hundred percent on that. So I don't hold my feet to the fire on that. Um, but I do know that they have, they have nailed it down on the, on their, uh, their technology or their technique, however you want to call it, how they're doing their, their special blend of herbs and spices when they do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Jim, what was the uh, what was a rifle that you were when I saw you in uh, Dallas? What was that company again you were working with? Rifle that other rifle company? The uh, was it an AR? Yeah, the AR one. That was a uh, Falcor Defense. The Falcor Defense guys out of Montana. Okay. Yeah, they make a they make a great AR. Uh, the bolt guns I'm working with is Proof Research and, and Rocky Mount Precision, but the AR platforms I've been working with Falcor for two or three years now, 
and they, they make great guns. There's a few others out there that I, I, I like. Uh, Falcor just has a pretty wide spectrum spectrum from your 223s to your 65 Creedmoors, 308s, 300 Win Mag. I got a freaking 300 Win Mag uh, AR that the muzzle does, barely rises when I shoot it, you know, as fast as I can pull the trigger and muzzle rise might be an inch. It's pretty impressive. And it makes short work of 800 yard targets with no problem. And I'm probably pushing further. I just haven't been able to shoot it beyond that. I end up pulling the bolt guns out. But uh, they're building some pretty accurate stuff as well. On the AR side, are we going to see a crack in the special? Uh, probably not. Probably not. The I don't think they make one cheap enough to really hit the cracking level. No. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in, hey guys, I got seven hundred bucks. Walking, yeah, me? like so, like no, 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 no. Where's the hundred and thirty dollar rifles that that one girl yeah. keeps talking about? Yeah. So I got this box of parts, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I don't think that'll happen. They, they're kind of revamping their pro staff program, so. Uh, this year, I don't know if you can like say, I, I guess I'm on the pro staff, but I don't know for certain. Uh, a lot of companies this year actually dried up on the sponsorships. I don't, don't know if just because of the, not the biggest push with, uh, you know, president Trump in office to afford gun, guns and all that stuff. Right. So everything's really, really slowed down, you know? So I had a few sponsorships drop off, not, not because they didn't like what I was doing. It's just, they weren't making the money that they're making. So there's a couple others I'm looking at that uh, we'll see how it goes and then we'll and we'll go from there. I don't I don't ever want to look like I'm just jumping from you know brand to brand. I did I think Falcor makes a fantastic gun, you know. Uh, but I know there's others out there in the pri- with different price points, you know, that are are, are of value and a, and a good product. Uh, so something I'm actually working on this year that will bring to market uh, will be uh, this cracking approved type system where you know a brand or a product that i'll have this pretty in-depth checklist and and it'll cover a lot of things you know price durability this and that you know value um i mean put some things through the paces and say you know what this thing is freaking sweet you know it's cracking approved and uh, actually have a write-up on it as well that we can get out to people as well as well but the main thing is trying to do some video on it and uh you know help promote some of these companies that we believe in and also that support us you know uh, another question for you, Jim. Uh, what is your preferred caliber for long range? There's actually a couple, and I'll, and I'll give you reason behind it. So the 6.5 Creedmoor uh, is just a, it's a round I've started really getting to know in the last couple of years, and the performance of that round is phenomenal. The ballistics are, are extremely high. The ballistic, uh, the BCs, if you will. And it, when I'm, you know, I was a sniper when the 308 M24 was like this, the bee's knees, right? And I probably had a gun that was shot out, and I just thought I was still awesome with it. Because <laughs> you know, it gets handed from sniper to sniper. All right, I'm ETS and dog, here's a gun. And uh, <laughs> and they didn't get custom ammo. You get whatever they bought. Yeah. The ammo they Ball gave. ammo. Right. So, like, yeah. But I, you made it work. You just gathered your data. So, and I, so I, you know, you kind of go with what you're, you're exposed to early on. So it had to build a loophole. It had to be a, the 308. Well, I've you know started to educate myself on this. And the 6.5 Creedmoor is a great round, and it is so easy to shoot. Man, woman, child, old, young, doesn't matter, man. You barely come off scope on that thing or off target when you squeeze the trigger, and you can actually watch your trace. Um, I, like I said, my wife was a very talented shooter in her, in her own right, but within minutes, you know, we were banging 1,000-yard shots. I was like the shit when i was hitting between 800 and a thousand yards in the unit or the military not the unit but in the rangers like you were you were badass you knew your stuff right and uh so i like that round because it has knockdown power for pretty much anything in north america you can even take elk at 
freaking you know 500 and in i know guys it's actually taking you know, 800 yard shot and, and drop an elk with it but uh, i'd say 500 in is still carrying enough energy it's very user friendly the recoil on it's minimal so it's uh you build confidence quick in the gun and the round if that makes sense um and then you jump up in like your 300 normas or your wind mags and uh you can go bear elk uh my my latest one is the 338 lopua which you can go 2,000 yards and in on that sucker. With, you just got to go find it on a hunt. But for long range you know, targetry and, and stuff like that, um, the Lapua has a lot of performance and in in that bullet's heavy enough to really defeat a lot of wind. So your holds, even in high wind, uh, will reduce significantly to some of the lighter rounds. But what I'm finding on that, if you're running just like a bipod or um, you know, kind of bags, is it jumps on me quite a bit. The recoil's not really that bad on the RMP gun. Um, but it jumps, so I'll kind of come off target and have to find it again uh, before we have impact. And that's uh, so. Those are the two I kind of lean on. Uh, but affordability, I would say six five Creedmoor and probably your your three hundred Win Mags or your Normas uh, in that range. But if you're going to go Norma, you better reload because you won't find the ammo. <laughs> come, come to find out. <laughs> Wife had to have a three hundred Norma, so I started looking around. Wait, did we make ammo for this? So we had to get all you know ammo made, but that's fine because. Now I know the performance that I have ammo built to that gun and it's a tack driver. So is that hopefully that answers the question? Excellent answer. Well, guys, I think we'll wrap up this segment there. Thank you, Jim, for coming on. It was awesome to hear your story again and get some, get some of the uh, firsthand experience and knowledge you have on this topic. Where can people listening go and find you? All right. So you can find me in the backwoods of Nevada. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm out of uh, the Reno Lake Tahoe area, but my website is krakenultimus.com, K-R-A-K-E-N-U-L-T-I-M-U-S.com, just because we thought it sounded cool and nobody else had it. And then uh, you can find me on the social media side of stuff is Jim the Kraken and the number one. And uh, hit me up. I return my uh, messages and try to be uh, available, if you will, but not in that way, but like social (laughs) But in that way, on, on the emotionally level. available, <laughs> yeah, I like to answer questions, you know, and, and and help people down that street. You know, if, if there's guys looking to to you know join military special operations, and you know, I'm the the old guy in the in the room now, but you know, if I can help motivate them and encourage them in in any way and give them some assistance, then I'm more than happy to. Or just check out what we do and or what we do and uh, how we're doing it, man. Mister Schultz, where can people go and find you? Uh, you find our website at www.schultz-photography it's s-c-h-u-l-t-z you can also check us on instagram at schultz photography underscore and we're also on twitter at schultz photo underscore the tweeter there is a really i'm amazed at how small the gun community on twitter is yeah or or (laughs) i don't have tinder anymore (laughs) (laughs) because nathan Nathan switched to grinder it's okay no stop it rubble Boom! Oh, you <laughs> they all come all the word work now. Good God! Uh, if anyone can send me screenshots of a profile they made for Nathan Schultz on Grinder and send oh, it to me, yeah. they'll get some free stuff. Jim, yes. I'm gonna, uh, Jim, I'm gonna need your long range services here pretty soon. Right? <laughs> what are you kidding? I'm I'm submitting the damn picture. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bastard! <laughs> and and Mr. Peeny, who's who's taking a nap? Where can people go and find you? Uh, Adam underscore P-I-N-I on Instagram. Uh, Night Arm Co. is another one. Uh, you can shoot me an email. It's A-P-I-N-I at nightarmco.com. And that, that's, yeah, it's all me. Sorry, I'm 
I've been playing video games the whole time. (laughs) Running my soup cooler, man. I I don't blame you. I'm shooting Bolivians the whole time. It's all. (laughs) I love Ghost Recon. Awesome guys. Oh, that's actually a a little uh, tidbit for you. So years ago, uh, I actually did a ton of motion capture for uh, all the uh, movements in Ghost Recon uh, Future Soldier. Uh, Really. Yeah, so I did. The, I was like five days over there at Red Storm in uh, Apex, North Carolina, doing all that ton of motion capture. You know, so when the old boy pan, you know, prones out and jumping over walls and all that shit, I, I did all the motion capture on that. <laughs> I just, I love you even more. I love that game dearly. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, I think of me when you're smoking hot. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, from MoGuns.com, you can check us out there for all your patches, shirts, apparel needs. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining in. And we'll see you next time.